Holiday Lounge on the Sleeper app to get a $100 deposit match. Terms and conditions apply, but today on the show, yeah. AD had that game, and there are being excuses made for him. They don't fly. He should be killed for that game. He will be killed for that game. And all of the criticism that we see that we think goes too far, this is why people feel comfortable offering that amount of criticism against him. The Lakers lost to the Sacramento Kings, uh, 125 to 110. They are six and six on the season. Sacramento improves to six and four. This was their second road victory of the year. The Lakers entered this game and started this game as if they had just played quadruple overtime the night before. That was obviously not the case. They blew out the Memphis Grizzlies the night before. AD and LeBron were able to sit for the entirety of the fourth quarter. And honestly, this tone was set right from the very get-go. The Lakers won the tip, right? But then De'Aaron Fox steps right in between uh, AD and LeBron, steals the tip in three seconds, gets an and one. And from that point on, uh, the, the Lakers were just never consistently competitive in this one. And, you know, I thought... I, I I think some of LeBron's focus on the defensive end is going to wane. That's going to be the kind of consistent theme with him. But I thought that like he was competitive all game. Um, I thought Austin Reeves played really poorly in this one. This was one of his worst games, I think, of the season. Talk about him in a bit. I thought D'Angelo Russell remained competitive throughout. I thought Cam Reddish continued to show the kind of things that you know, we're, 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 we're kind of blown away that we continue to see. But the story in this one was Anthony Davis. It just was. There is no ways around it, you know. And I, I kept on looking at, at Twitter where fans are saying, well, he has to be hurt. He has to be hurt. He has to be tired. Something has to be going on. Uh, trainers were never really checking in on him. There was one moment in the game where he kind of signaled at the end of the first quarter, signaled that he needed a sub. And I was kind of looking for, are they going to work on his groin? Are the trainers going to go over and talk to him? Is he going to go to the locker room? Is he going to leave the bench in any way? Is he going to get a hot pack? Any kind of extra wrapping on it? No, nothing happened. So then he re-enters the game. And at that point, when he re-enters the game and doesn't get any extra attention from, from the training staff, that means he's healthy. Either he's healthy or the training staff isn't doing their job. And I know that the training staff in this case is at least competent to do their job to that extent. So I am taking for granted that AD was healthy healthy in this one. Maybe fatigued, but the night before, he didn't play in the fourth quarter. So he can't be that fati- f- fatigued, right? And and by the way, the other guy that you would think would be more fatigued, the 39-year-old next to him, LeBron, looked fresh as a daisy. So this isn't like a matter of, of well, he's tired, he was banged up, he's this and that. No, he just played poorly. He didn't show up. And you look at his stat line, stat line, right? On the night total, and this was inflated when he got when he re-entered the game at the end. Uh, heading into the fourth quarter, he had four points on six attempts. He finishes the game with nine points on nine attempts, oh of one from from three point range, only three free throws, um, grabbed nine rebounds, did have four blocks or whatever, and 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 that's and that's a positive. That's the only positive from this one, but but. 
the conversation about Anthony Davis is, is, is always very stupid to me. It goes way too far out in either direction for my liking, where on one end, on the negative end, right, people are saying, oh, he's trash, he's this, he's overrated, blah, blah, blah. He's not those things. He clearly isn't. And on the other end of it, though, with some Lakers fans, when he has a game like this, it's immediately, well, he clearly is right. He can't be right. And maybe we'll find after the game that he was sick. I hope so. I hope that there's some some explanation for it. But but still, given how little attention was what you know he got, there was no mention of any sickness during the game, no mention before the game, nothing. Um, there there might be an explanation. There is no excuse for him playing the way that he did. It was a bad game for Anthony Davis. And, you know, I know the people I am probably about as hard on Anthony Davis as as, as anybody in LA media. Um, and, and I will, I will grant that I can probably be a little too hard on him, but the reason I am is because of how talented he, he is. And because of the way that Lakers fans want to hold him up in that class of Shaq of, uh, in, in that class of, of Hakeem and those great centers and, and, and all that. Remember after they won the championship, people were asking, is he the best player in the world? Is he the best center in the world? Where does he belong in the top five centers all time? So if we're going to, when, when we overreact in that way, Right, we have to react properly in the other way when he no shows because those great players, the great players, the top five players, even going right now, not even ever, right now, top ten players right now. Uh, I was doing all access Lakers with the guys tonight, and Shub pulled up the worst games that all of the top ten players have played so far, and the only one that came close was Damian Lillard. We played thirty minutes; he scored six points. But the thing about Lillard is, we know he can't be the best player on a championship team. That's why he's going off and playing with Giannis. <laughs> we know that that's the case with him. With AD, the Lakers are hoping that he can be the best player on a championship team. That's the hope. Except that when he has games like this, when you know that the floor is at this level, he cannot be the best player on, on, on a championship team because you just never know when he's just not going to show up. In this one, there is no reason that he would not. You're on national television. You're playing against a division I don't know if I want to call him rival, but it is certainly a division game when it is going to have ramifications here moving forward. You were plenty rested from the night before. It wasn't like the Lakers played the night before on the road. They played a home game. They beat the shit out of the Memphis Grizzlies the night before. He got to sit out, but he played like 25 minutes. There's no reason he should be tired here, right? But no. No, he plays poorly, and the people on the other end of the spectrum that I don't necessarily, I, I never agree with, we're making the excuse, oh, he clearly can't be right. He can't be okay. No way. Not our Anthony Davis. No, man, he sucked tonight. We can say it. Like, you can just say it. We're allowed to just point out that, like, he just, he played a, 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 he had a performance here that is way below the type of star that we and the Lakers expect him to be. And this exact game is why the Lakers, coming off of the championship, have always been a little iffy about having his, ex his extensions extend beyond LeBron James. Now they do. So they are like pot committed with this guy. And if he has games like this, when LeBron isn't there, the Lakers are not competitive. They were barely competitive tonight with LeBron still trying to keep him in this one. And there were stretches where the Lakers were down by like six points or so. And you're looking at it, you're like, man, if, if, if AD just plays like a league average starting center, then the Lakers are probably ahead in this one, but he didn't. He played bad, objectively bad. 
objectively no-showed in this one. And it was like, you know, for everything that Raj and I said coming off of the Memphis game, the th everything that we loved about that Memphis game, we were like, man, it was, it was, he really took it to Jaron Jackson Jr. He took him right out of the game from the get-go. Jaron Jackson Jr. just knew he had no chance. He had no, you know, he didn't belong on the on the same court as Anthony Davis in that one. But in this one, DeMontis Sabonis, who got played off of the court by Kevon Looney in last year's playoffs, that's how AD reacted to, to Sabonis driving into his chest. You just never believed that at any point here, AD wanted anything to do with competing. And, and I'm sorry, like all-time great. He can be an all-time good. He can be an all-time, like he, he's like one of the best, second best players on any championship team ever, right? I think he, I think that's basically what he's destined to be. A super-duper talented second best player on a really effing good team. That's who Anthony Davis is. But if he's your best player, if he's your tone setter, night in, night out, you might get games like this. And in which case, when you do get games like this, you don't have a chance from the get-go. And everything has to go absolutely perfectly right so that you do. And in this one, the Lakers, obviously, everything didn't go their way. Sacramento shot the ball well. The Lakers didn't shoot the ball well. LeBron played really well. But outside of him and D'Angelo Russell and a couple guys coming off of the bench, there just was not the presence that you needed to make up for Anthony Davis. Absolutely no-showing. Elsewhere on the team, you know, the guy who's probably sitting here saying like, thank God AD played the way that he did. Reeves like had that regression game, right? Where we have been really excited about the way that Reeves has been playing to this point. Since he came off of the bench, he had been playing very well uh, in 34 minutes, four of 10 from the field, oh of five from three point range, one of two from uh, the line did grab 11 boards. That's nice. Did have eight assists. That's that's nice but he had four turnovers. A few of them were absolute killers. Just couldn't make skip passes over the top, top of the defense. And, you know, I thought really didn't deal very well with uh, the ball pressure that the Kings were playing, uh, were putting on him. And, and I think this is going to be probably a trend for him. He's not a great athlete. <clears throat> and, and usually when teams are going to put that kind of pressure on you, it takes like being a pretty good athlete, turning the corner and backing them off like naturally by attacking, getting into the paint and those things. Um, Reeves is not that kind of a player, not that kind of a ball handler. And I thought had one of his worst games of the, of the season uh, to this point um, in, in, in this one. And, you know, I, I, again, kudos to him for at least attempting to do other things. Um, he out rebounded Anthony Davis. So, you know, you, you have that going for you, but I, I think for, for what the Lakers are trying to do, with that second unit, um, you know, I really think that they're going to have to find a way to get him and LeBron James going because, you know, I read the stat uh, to this point in the season, they haven't updated obviously on NBA.com recording, you know, minutes after the game in, in the way that I am, but going into that game, he and he and LeBron are carrying a negative net rating on the season. And that's for a variety of reasons. And, and if, if, the Lakers are going to be like the best version that they can be. He and LeBron are going to have to get on a, on the same page in better ways than they have to this. There was a play in the fourth quarter tonight. I believe it was even coming out of uh, the, the a timeout where uh, AD had the ball 
and LeBron and Reeves like literally run into each other trying to figure out where they should be on the court. And, and I thought that like, and we'll talk about Darwin here in a second, but you know, I, it, it was just, it was a tough game. One of those games where, you know, Reeves reverts back to, well, do I attack here? Do I, do I, do I shoot here? Do I pass here? Do I, do I do this? Do I do that? And, 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 and you could actually see like the thought bubble over his head, kind of like, remember, you know, with cartoons when we were kids where, you know, uh, you know, a single character would have that like rain cloud over their head and it would just follow them everywhere they get, they, they would go. That's what that thought bubble was like on, on, on Reeves all night tonight, where you could just tell he was never particularly confident, never very comfortable out there, left a lot of shots short, um, had a lot of just tough turnovers, did a lot of whining to the referees. I thought, I thought in this one, he let kind of some of those, I, you know, he, he, Basically, because of the way how poorly he was playing, uh, I, I thought that he was complaining a lot to the referees to basically like take his attention away from the way that he was playing. But really, what you got to do in those spots is is just play your game, get back to the you know to the fundamentals, try to simplify your game, and just focus on the one thing. And and I thought in this one he tried to do too many things all at once, and it and it didn't turn out very well. And and I don't I, I'm not particularly worried about him moving forward the only thing that i i guess i am a little for lack of a better term concerned about is if that becomes the scouting report with him moving forward is you know our team's just going to to really pressure up on him and make him uncomfortable um he doesn't have the tightest handle and he isn't the best athlete and and like is that going to be where teams start to make him so uncomfortable that he can't run that second unit. That's where I would be somewhat concerned coming off of this one, because we've seen it a few times this season where that is the thing that he doesn't deal with particularly well. So um, not a great game for, for, for Reeves. just a bad game, honestly, for, for Reeves. And he's fortunate that AD played the way that he did, or else he'd be getting a lot more heat for, for again, just, you know, just a, a bad game given the expectations on Reeves here moving forward. On the plus side, though, you know, and, and look, the Lakers lost by 15. They were down at, at, at a, you know, various points by, you know, 17 to 20 or so. And and obviously this was, you know, not a good game. Um, and that's how it's going to go when your second best player and most talented player just doesn't play. But I do think that there were a couple things to like coming off of this one. Um, I thought that LeBron looked really good. He finishes the game with a big triple-double right. 28, 11, and 10 for him, 9 of 15 from the field, 3 of 7 from, from three-point range, um, 7 of 8 from the line. He plays 35 minutes. Man, I just I hate wasting games like that with LeBron, right? And and that was the thing that like we kept on saying in in, in on all access Lakers, right? Was God, like, how does how does AD watch LeBron put forth the effort that he's putting forward? How does that not get you going in any real way? And it didn't, you know, and unfortunately that, that trickle down effect didn't work out. And, uh, and you, you know, the Lakers wind up wasting a, a, a really good LeBron game. Now, like all that said, he did have a couple of blunders defensively, um, got beat back door on, on a few occasions, didn't get out to contest some, some threes that he kind of needed to, um, 
And and I think that's kind of going to happen. This game was not a a this was by zero means whatsoever um, on LeBron. I think um, it, it it just it's it's just such a bummer. To, I can't, he had four steals in this one too. Just just a a a, a great game that feels brutal to waste. Elsewhere, you had D'Angelo Russell go 12 of 24 of 6 from three-point range. He finishes with 28 points, five assists, five boards, a uh, couple turnovers, which is fine to me. Um, had a block, and and I thought like, like it. <clears throat> my problem with AD, you know, to to keep on. I'm I'm sorry that I'm I'm going to keep beating a dead horse here, but my problem with AD was. You know, he finishes the game with nine field goal attempts. He entered the fourth quarter with six field goal attempts. And and maybe this is, you know, partially on Russell for being the kind of aggressive that he was and partially on, the, the you know, the rest of the Lakers for not trying to get AD going. But, like, in their defense, anytime AD caught the ball in, in isolation and, try, you know, and, and, and looked like he had an opportunity to do something, to uh you know attack the De- DeMontis Sabonis he wanted nothing to do with it so like i thought that russell kind of saw that and even at the end of the game russell like didn't finish the game with the bench was actually sitting there at the scores table when they so he was clearly frustrated with something there and i think and i i wouldn't blame him if the thing that he was frustrated by was the way that his all-world center um played on a day where like half of the fan base felt like was, was like fiending for Zach Levine and trading D'Angelo Russell for, for Zach Levine. Like um, I, I thought this was a good D'Angelo Russell game. I thought he competed throughout and, and, and I, I give him a ton of credit for doing so, you know, given that like a lot of times when a team's best or second best player, no shows the way that AD does everybody no shows. Um, in this case, so like LeBron kind of helped lift some of that tone. Um, and, and I thought that, that D'Angelo picked up what LeBron was kind of like putting down, but, but it's just, it's, it's, yeah, I, you know, the best version of D'Angelo Russell is going to be one that facilitates more than the attacks. And I thought tonight his instinct was to attack because the guy that he would facilitate for wasn't interested in being facilitated for. So that, and, and there's just not much you can do in that case for Russell, um, you know, and I'm sure we're going to be getting quotes um, from, from AD saying he has to be better. And, you know, you let the guys down and all that stuff. And he did, and he, you know, when he says those things, he'll be right. Um, but, but, you know, credit to LeBron and Russell for stepping up and trying to keep the Lakers competitive. It just, you know, when, when AD doesn't have it going, when Reeves also doesn't have it going, and when the Kings do have it going the way that they did, it, you just, it, you, you're going to get mathed out. Last kind of positive I have here um, is, again, Cam Reddish, 32 minutes, 7 of 14 from the field, 2 of 5 from three-point range, 16 points. Five steals for Cam Reddish in this one. Um, I thought that the Lakers looked their best when he was guarding whoever the primary ball handler was on the court. And I think this is where having Jared Vanderbilt back and and if Cam continues playing the way that he is, um, you know that like the, that combination of being able to throw both of those guys at primary ball handlers and and utilize their length 
uh, that'll be something that I'm looking forward to being able to watch. Um, and, and again, like, even though the Lakers lost here, this is now a stretch where Cam seems to be, you know, building the type of habits that will keep him in the rotation, regardless of who gets healthy, whether it's Vanderbilt, whether it's Gabe Vincent, whoever, if Cam Reddish keeps playing the way that he is and, and throughout this game, he was, he was engaged on both sides of the ball. He's shooting the ball confidently. He's in passing lanes. Um, whether it's getting steals or just disrupting the offense by making a denial that that forces the they the other team's offense to get into it, you know, three four seconds longer or later than they would like to. Um, another really good showing here from Cam Reddish, and and yeah, again, like if he keeps this up, you know, and this is the kind of thing that I used to tell my players who wanted more playing time back when I was coaching, right? I would say like, make me make a tough call, right? You want more minutes. You have to get it from that other, you know, who, you know, guy or girl, or whatever. Uh, you gotta, you know, make me have to like stay up late at night trying to find ways to get you into the rotation because of the way that you're playing. And to this point, over this last stretch or so, um, Reddish has absolutely done that, and it was cool to see him continue that in a game that you know was not, you know, particularly competitive. He certainly was. Uh, I I think the the last thing I want to finish on here um, in 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 regards to this game in particular, um, Darvin Ham I thought had kind of a rough one. I thought that it made sense for Cam Reddish's minutes to basically mirror De'Aaron Fox's. Um, he that was not the case, and I thought that like you had some minutes where Torian Prince was guarding De'Aaron Fox that didn't go very well. You had minutes where like Austin Reeves or D'Angelo Russell were guarding De'Aaron Fox, and obviously that didn't go very well. Um, I, I, you know, I, I thought that going into it, and and this isn't necessarily what you see in a regular season game. This is more of like a playoff series setting where you do that, you do line up certain minutes or certain guys' minutes with other guys, um, and and maybe that is the case where this is just a regular season game, and you kind of stick closer to your rotations. But this is also one that the Lakers you know, he kind of wanted to win, right? It's a division game. It's a home division game. Um, that means that the Lakers, if they want to even out the series, the season series with Sacramento, um, they're going to have to win on the road in Sacramento. That's going to be very tough to do. So uh, I, I think for, for you know, in that regard, it's easy to get kind of carried away with the micro. But even in the macro sense, this is one where the Lakers, I thought I, I thought Darwin would kind of coach this one more to win. You have an off day tomorrow. You don't play again until Friday. You would kind of see what you could do, what Cam can do there against Dar, uh, against De'Aaron Fox uh, for longer stretches of the game. And then also to finish the game, Reeves clearly didn't have it. Like he just flat out did not have it tonight. And I thought that this was a game that you could probably have left him on the bench and and kept Rui in, who was competitive. Rui finishes, he only plays 18 minutes, two of five from the field, one of one from three-point range. Um, I, I I thought that, like, you know, because you had Cam Reddish, because because uh Austin and Delo were out there to close the game, both those guys basically had to guard uh Kevin Herter and De'Aaron Fox. And and that meant that like Cam Reddish winds up getting wasted on Harrison Barnes. And I just didn't think that that was what the Lakers were doing anytime that they had success over the course of the game. So 
I would have preferred to bring in Rui there for Austin, have him guard Barnes, allow Cam to go out and guard uh, Reddish. And like, yeah, the Lakers were doing a lot of switching and all of that. But like it, when, when you're switching and, you, and you're doing all of that extra work, that just allows Sacramento to, to, to you know, get into the cracks and and you know use the ball movement to take advantage of those of those switches and uh I, again i don't think this like that decision down down in the fourth quarter cost the lakers a game this one was lost as soon as ad showed up and played the way that he did but you know if you're going to try to make up for it you have to be basically perfect everywhere else and i thought darvin was you know not not even not perfect but like it just wasn't a particularly great game for Darvin here. So, and then also like um, I, I would have liked to seen some timeouts taken earlier in the game when the Lakers were clearly kind of just like going through the motions and Sacramento really took it to them early, you know, and an extra timeout to kind of wake everybody up and be like, Hey, uh, what? Like, there's no reason that you guys should be playing this slow. And, um, and not even like slow as if like, as in like, I want the Lakers to get out and run, with the Kings, but what you can't do against the Kings because of how active they're going to be, like you can't just like go through the motions in your sets and allow the Kings to keep beating you to the spot and, and get over the top on screens and, and, and get a forearm into chest when you're trying to make a cut. And it forces you into these isolation spots that, you know, really kind of stall out the offense. And, and when it was clear that the Lakers were like, way too happy to just go into ISO offense. I would have liked to seen a cup, you know, maybe an extra timeout from ham just to get, see if you can snap him out of it. And if it doesn't work, you know, and, and maybe it doesn't work. Like there's, there's no guarantee that taking that time out there is, is going to set things in the right direction. But I, I would have liked to seen a little bit more, uh, you know, proactiveness from, from uh, Darwin in a game that the Lakers like clearly needed to be, kind of snake shaken out of their funk. So um you combine all of that and it was just not the best Darwin game, I didn't think. All right. Uh I'm going to go ahead and 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 give Jason Kelly a shout out. We traded for a top five ten five to ten player when we traded for AD and he isn't that. This roster looks like a playing team. Thanks for all you do, Anthony. Thank you, Jason, for that. I really appreciate it. And yeah, like that's the thing is is Lakers fans and the Lakers are hoping that AD is that kind of top top five to ten player, right? You can't expect LeBron James at age thirty nine to be the best player on your team night in night out. He's shown somehow in a way that just absolutely obliterates all of our medical expectations here for the way that the human body can age. Um, that he can do some of that, but, but I, it's, it's just unfair to, to ask him to do that. And, and that's where like, and, and this is where I would have liked to have been in the locker room there at halftime to see how LeBron reacts to that. Like to see how LeBron, if he kind of like goes like, Hey man, what the fuck are you going to play? You should like, are you hung over? What's wrong? Are you sick? Like, what is going on? I, I, I would have loved to seen or heard more um, from the Lakers locker room at halftime, and it's going to be interesting to see 
you know, coming out of this one, what the response is going to be here from the Lakers and from AD, right? On Friday, um, when the Lakers, you know, try to bounce back from this, I'm really curious when, when you know, it, it's, a, it's a game against Portland. It's one that, that AD probably should dominate again. He has dominated before. It's in Portland. Um, and, and historically, that's a tough place for the Lakers to play. But, but still, like, if that has to be an absolute domination type game from AD that he needs to follow up, like, he needs to show that when guys get physical with him, he doesn't wilt. Because that's basically the MO with him is like if he if he is the aggressor, right? If he's in somebody's chest, that's when he looks good. But the moment that somebody gets into his chest, he just kind of goes, Woof, this sucks. I don't like this very much. And and just tends to 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 take that step back. And when you take that step back, good players, whether it's Sabonis, as we saw tonight, whether it's uh, we've we've seen Nurkic do this to him in the past, and Drummond for some reason gives AD problems, and 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 Jokic, right? I, I think I mentioned him. I, it, it, you know, there's a lot of itches in 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 what I'm trying to say here, but but with those like super physical bigs, once they hit him in the chest, I want to see him like take that take that you know physicality, be like, oh, it's gonna be that kind of a night, huh? All right. And 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 meet them back with that on the other end. And then and in this one tonight, whether it was meeting them with physicality on the other end or trying to turn the corner to get Sabonis into foul trouble, no matter what anything, AD could have done anything, and and it would have been better than we saw tonight. And and it was a real bummer. And you know, I I really don't hope. I, I really hope that there aren't excuses made for this guy because he is way too talented and he is way too critical for the to the Lakers. For, for us to just like, oh, you know, bad nights happen, I guess. No, no, he's making the GDP of like Uzbekistan over the course of his next contract or over the course of his time with the Lakers. That comes with expectations. And with those expectations comes with like, you know, it comes with the you know, accountability and criticism. And tonight, when he plays like he does tonight, he just needs to be criticized. Not not given explanations, not given exp- excuses. No, just criticism because that can't happen again, period. All right, that is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We have Aaron coming up a little bit later today. Um, again, shouts to everybody at Sleeper. Put that put that promo code LA Lounge. I'm going to show it here on the screen for everybody to uh, take advantage of before we get going. Again, that is the Sleeper app. You can get up to a hundred dollars on your first deposit match using that promo code LA Lounge um, tonight. If you would have just gone under on basically everything on AD, you'd have made a bunch of money. So so yeah, Sleeper use that promo code LA Lounge. And until the next time I talk to you guys, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. And for the love of God, Anthony Davis, never do that again.